It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I uh, hope you had a great weekend. Welcome into the show, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, July 17th. I had an uneventful weekend, which means I had a good weekend. Didn't do a whole lot. I watched uh, War of the Worlds for the first time. The Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg collaboration. That was good. You know, two hours of entertainment. Which brings me to this week's non-sports related topic and list and poll. Favorite Tom Cruise films. Favorite Tom Cruise movie. I did game shows. I did sitcoms. Last week was uh, TV dramas. By the way, I didn't get to the list because Ed was in studio with me on Friday. So I'll go over that here uh, if I have time today. And I think I will. But it was a crazy sports weekend. It was a fun sports weekend. This time of year is difficult. No NBA unless you count the summer league. No college basketball unless you count the global jam in Toronto. No football. No college football, unless you count SEC media days, which start today. No pro football, unless you count free agent signings. Baseball, just off the uh, all-star break. We want to know where Shohei Otani is going to end up. And, oh, you Cincinnati Reds turning back into the Cincinnati Reds. Yikes. Yikes. Not good. Eminem Cartage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450, if you'd like to join in on the conversation. Full disclosure, the Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. I can't get to it because I don't know the password. Yeah, I was um, surprisingly, unexpectedly logged off of the text line. I don't know the password. So, Gary, if you get any texts over there, just let me know. Maybe you can read them on the air. Um, but the number is 502-414-1450. Go ahead and text the show. Why not? <laughs> and if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher, go by Thornton's. Get you a fountain drink, 32 ounce or smaller, 89 cents. That's right, 89 cents. It'll make you feel good. Believe me, I've done it. Come in today, grab a fountain drinking, hit me up, or hit Gary up, I should say, on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I don't know the password either. Yeah. I texted Trevor. Uh, Scooter (laughs) didn't know it Thursday and Friday, and um, I've texted Trevor to try to figure out what it is. Uh, He was on vacation last week, I hear. Yeah, he might be driving back from California. I don't know. But Boy, that's an awful long drive. He knows the password. He's the only guy I know that knows the password. I don't even think the boss knows. I don't even think Dugan knows the password. But there you go. All right, Kentucky. Let's overreact. Why not? Print the T-shirts, 44-0, hang the banner. They beat uh, Canada for the second time in four days. Last night, 89-72 in the Global Jam, the men's portion of the Global Jam. And I will get to the women's portion as well, Louisville fans. Take it easy. Quit throwing things at your radio slash iPhone. 
89-72. Impressive Kentucky this weekend or this past week. Four wins, all by double figures. Better competition than they had in the Bahamas last year. A win over Canada last night, to me, was more impressive than the 24-point beatdown of Canada the first time they played because you had a really good team that got beat at home and they got another shot at you. And you knew they were going to bring it, and they did bring it. And Kentucky did not flinch. Very impressive from the young guys, equally as impressive. Actually, in my opinion, more impressive from the veterans. Antonio Reeves was named most valuable player. I get it. He had he scored in the mid-20s the first three games. Had 18 more last night. But for me, the MVP was Trey Mitchell, the West Virginia grad transfer or transfer. 18 and 11 last night. No Aaron Bradshaw due to injury, didn't even make the trip. No Onyansu, who got hurt in the scrimmage on Tuesday. And according to Coach Cal last night, he's going to be out longer than they originally had anticipated with this ankle injury. So the middle, the inside, the post play was Trey Mitchell's. Jordan Burks got some run, but Jordan Burks is not there yet. Trey Mitchell was fantastic. He was great. Yeah, I thought he was the MVP. He shot it well. He rebounded 11 again yesterday. He, he got in the middle of that zone offensively and distributed when he had to, shot when he had to, rebounded when he had to. This team did not turn the ball over very well. They caused turnovers. Justin Edwards got better every single game, 23 last night. And I said after the Wednesday game, was it the Wednesday game? Yes, the Wednesday game, the first game against Germany, that he reminded me of Terrence Jones. I was wrong. He now reminds me of James Young, and I feel a lot better about that. And the Terrence Jones people out there can hate me if they want to. He did win a title at Kentucky. I get it. James Young did not. He only went to a championship game. I get it. He reminded me of James Young with a better shot last night. When he gets around the rim offensively, he's got moves, just like James Young used to have. Left-handed, just like James Young. But a better shot maker from deep. Not that James Young was not a good shot maker. This kid is just better. DJ Wagner, 13 points last night. Never pouted. I watched closely, and when he was out of the game and a timeout was called, he was one of the first off the bench, high-fiving, encouraging his teammates. Sometimes when a superstar, a name brand, comes into a system and wants to take over, they get frustrated when they don't take over, when they can't take over, when they're playing not necessarily as well as they had hoped. And I thought he played fine. But he did not get pouty. That's what, you, that's what I'm looking for. Guys that get along. Again, last year's team, that was a problem. Locker room was a problem. And when the locker room is a problem, it spills onto the court. 
Rob Dillingham had eight last night. Aduciero only uh, three points. Didn't play particularly well. Was in foul trouble a lot of the game. But I still love what I saw from him over five days, four games. <sighs> but let's don't hang the banner yet. All right, don't get the T-shirts printed up. Forty-four and zero, forty and zero in the in the NCAA and four and zero in Toronto. Right, forty-four and zero. But this win over Canada, and by the way, Scooter, I told you Canada would beat Mexico. It took overtime on Saturday, but they did do it. It is an impressive win over Canada. The home team who came out guns guns a-blazing. Kentucky led 25-14 to 14 after the first quarter. They were ready to play. Sometimes young guys in that situation would not be ready to play. Justin Edwards was on fire early. He's a young guy. Wagner played well. Cal went back to the starting lineup that started the first game of this tournament. Reed Shepard, I haven't even mentioned him. Struggled a little bit yesterday, but had some big plays as well. All the people who said, Reed Shepard, why is he going to Kentucky? He's not going to get in with all these stars they got coming in. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and erase that from your timeline. That's not going to happen. He's a player. I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting at some point this coming season. Because he can flat out play. But to me, the story was the veteran leadership of Reeves and Mitchell. And to a degree, Aduthiero. Those guys, when they needed a bucket, Trey Mitchell got a bucket. When they needed a bucket against Germany, Antonio Reeves got a bucket. When they needed a rebound, Sierra or Mitchell went and got a rebound. It's a simple game. It's a simple game. And if you're a Kentucky fan, I say don't overreact, but yes, be encouraged. Because you haven't seen this in a few years now. St. Peter's, Kansas State. When's the last time you saw a Cal team that just wanted to get up and down the floor? And he let them. When's the last time you watched a game and John Calipari wasn't stopping his point guard at midcourt to set up a play? Whether it was Cason Wallace whoever. When's the last time? Look, I don't remember what I had for breakfast today, and it's noon. So I certainly don't remember the last time that happened. It is fun to watch guys that can play basketball play basketball. And I did think Cal made an interesting statement after the game about having basketball players as opposed to just having athletes. Um, I don't know who he was trying to take a shot at. I don't know if he was taking a shot at Oscar Shebway. I certainly don't didn't expect him to take a shot at Oscar Shebway. And he probably wasn't. I'm probably reading a little too much into it. But, you know, we have we have basketball players, he said. We don't have wrestlers. We don't have uh, whatever else he said. It was interesting. 
I think it was a veiled shot at somebody. Maybe it was simply a veiled shot of um, of those teams and how they played, and maybe at himself. The quote is, they can all dribble, pass, and shoot. It's not a track meet. It's not a wrestling match. It's basketball. So, is he going to let them run? Is he going to let them shoot? Is he going to let them dribble? Is he going to let them make mistakes? Because, look, most of these guys are freshmen. Wagner, Edwards, Burks, Shepard, they're going to make mistakes. Is he going to let them play through it? It certainly appeared this week that he's going to let them play through it, which is good to see. But now, Kentucky fan, now you got to wait through football. <laughs> you got to wait because what happens when they're playing well? Well, how about a three-month hiatus? These guys are going to get better. They should get better. You're going to have 40 practices, 50 practices between now and your next game, maybe more. They should get better, more comfortable with each other. Keep in mind. They didn't have a lot of practices together, just like the Louisville women. Didn't have a lot of practices together. Still got the job done. Louisville women beat Canada 68-66 yesterday. Sydney Taylor was MVP. She hit a three-pointer in the last 10 seconds to give the cards the win. They had to survive a turnover and a missed shot by Canada. But they get revenge on a Canadian team that beat them on Wednesday. Or maybe it was Friday. No, it was Wednesday. By a similar score. And Jeff Walls is elated. And he should be. This is almost a brand new team. It's almost a a completely brand new team. You got Olivia Cochran in there. A couple of other players that play a few minutes. But Kiki and Sydney, these, these are new to the program. And they didn't have a lot of practices. And they got it done in Canada against Canada, a really good team. So Jeff Walls, John Calipari, they both have to be, well, Walls is ecstatic. Calipari doesn't let himself get ecstatic, although he should be. He got a little giddy yesterday. What about the team uh, going to Drake's house on the off day? Hey, y'all were practicing in Drake's gym. And after that, we're going to hang out at the pool. Drake's not there. Louisville women went on an aquarium tour. Kentucky's men went to Drake's house. Yeah, a little bit different. But Swaggy Cal is starting to reappear here. Maybe it's the uh, you know addition to the coaching staff. Maybe it's the fact that he sees something in Wagner and Dillingham that he hasn't seen in his team for a long time. Guards that can run without turning it over and and make things happen positively at the end of the sprint down the court. Whatever it is, if you're a Kentucky fan, you certainly hope he keeps allowing them to play. All right, let's take a break. We'll talk about the Reds, SEC media days, a lot of uh, little things, including a basketball player who can also play golf. That's all we need, a great player who's better at something else. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.
Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. My friend Gary Clark on the other side of the glass keeping us on the air. Eminem Cartage hotline's open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number. Uh, Bats beat Nashville three times over the weekend, 14-8, 8-1, and 8-5. They'll be back in action tomorrow. A six-game set at Slugger Field. Get out and see the Bats this week. Columbus, the Clippers, come to town. Can't get out there. You can listen to all the action right here on the Big X with Nick Kerr and Jim Kelch. That series starts tomorrow. Hard Knocks, I got the good news today. The Hard Knocks with the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers will begin on August 8th. That is a Tuesday, and you can see it on HBO or stream it on Max. I'm still out, not in the habit of not calling it HBO Max. They changed the name. I don't know why they changed the name, but it's now Max. And uh, streaming service will uh, begin airing Hard Knocks with the New York Jets on August 8th. I am excited. Nothing I like better than the Hard Knocks series every year on television. Speaking of television, I am going to get to who won the poll last week. Best TV dramas of all time. Gary, you didn't vote, did you? Not even a chance to. Yeah. I'm trying to think because there's a lot of dramas that I like, but the very first drama I remember getting into as a kid because they showed the reruns in the afternoon and summertime was The Fugitive. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Um, I asked too many women. That was my issue this week with dramas. Was Dallas among the top five? No. 30-something. This is us. It got a little girly. It got a little too girly. Nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that, as Jerry Seinfeld would say. But it got a little too girly uh, on the list this week. And unlike sitcoms, which generated a lot of votes for four or five sitcoms, dramas were all over the place. Nothing got a ton of votes, but a whole lot of shows got a few votes. So uh, very interesting. We'll get to that in the final segment. The Law and Order, did any of those series Only make it? one of them, and it was SVU. Apparently, everybody that loves Law and Order only loves SVU. My, my uh, wife loves SVU. Those are, what, a special victims unit. So yeah. those are, like, those are awful crimes, right? Yeah, crimes against uh, children and <sighs> sex crimes. I worry about my friends all of a sudden. Yeah. Like in that show the most. And my and my wife likes the new one, the the latest one they came out with uh organi- about organized crime. See, I would love that, I think. Cuz I'm a Sopranos uh oh, there's Godfather, a... Goodfellas kind of yeah. kind of guy. So, those are some of my favorites. Did the uh, Sopranos show up? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Not a ton of votes, which again surprised me, but uh it got a few. We'll get to that in the next segment. All right, Steph Curry can do anything officially. He played in the America Accenture Championship Golf Tournament this week. It is a real tournament, but it's for athletes and and entertainers that aren't professional golfers. He was was, uh, three shots behind, going to 18, Marty Fish, former professional tennis player. Now, the scoring format is kind of bizarre. You get a point if you get a par. You get three if you get a birdie. You get six if you get an eagle. He was three back of Marty Fish. Marty Fish hits it into the woods, has to settle for par. To win the tournament, 
Steph Curry had to make about an 18-foot eagle putt. Guess what? He made it. <sighs> After, on Saturday, getting a hole-in-one. This guy, there are professional golfers that have played for years that don't have a hole in one. Years and years and years and don't have a hole in one. So, two time MVP, one of the best basketball players in the world, just decided, yeah, I want to be good at golf now. That just burns me up. So much talent in one person. I guess I should be happy for him. But I'm grumpy old man, as we all know, so I'm not. Congrats to Stephen Curry. Uh, in real golf, by the way, Rory McIlroy won the Scottish Open. He birdied the final two holes to uh, win that tournament over Robert McIntyre by one shot. Rory will tee it up this week. Final major of the year starts Thursday, the British Open. And get out of bed early because I think it starts at like 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, maybe earlier. So uh, set your DVR or uh, your TiVo. Or, uh, you know, lose some sleep. That's what I'm good. That's what I do every year. I lose sleep. There's a good chance Thursday and Friday I'll be falling asleep during this show. But some people say they won't know a difference. Uh, congratulations to Carlos Alcaraz, the 20-year-old who won Wimbledon. I used to watch Wimbledon every year. I would get up. Breakfast at Wimbledon, 9 a.m. Sunday, Championship Sunday. That's when the men's final always is. And I used to religiously get up and watch it. And I'm talking about back in the days of Bjorn Borg winning four or five in a row. Jimmy Connors, uh, John McEnroe, Boris Becker won it when he was 17. Yvonne Lendl. I would watch all of these guys, and I still watched Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, who was in the final yesterday and lost. This kid's 20 years old. Since he's been born, only four guys have ever won Wimbledon. Djokovic, Federer, Nadal, and Andy Murray. That's it. That's the list since this kid has been on the planet. That's his second major win. He took down Jokovic in straight sets after losing the first set six games to one. And he's going to win a lot of majors because he's 20. Give him two a year till he's 35. That's 30 majors, 30 more majors. And it was entertaining. If you didn't watch any of this match, I was uh, with my wife. We were over at Bubba's 33. In southern Indiana, having a little early lunch, late breakfast, and it was on, and I said, man, when I get home, i got to watch the rest of this. Once the once Alcarez won the second set tiebreaker to tie the matchup at a set apiece, I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. I'm going to watch the rest of this at home. It turned out to be an instant classic. Unbelievable shot making by both guys. Federer missed an open forehand at the net, hit it into the net late. In the uh, fourth set, fifth set, excuse me, and uh, Alcaraz able to to be, win over his idol. He said. So again, if you didn't see it, I don't know how to describe it to you other than said you missed an instant classic tennis final, which you don't see very often anymore. All right, some NFL news. DeAndre Hopkins is going to sign with my Tennessee Titans. Does that mean I have to find another team? No, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, give him a chance here. The 
roster for Tennessee doesn't have a whole lot of good receivers on it. I'm not sure why DeAndre Hopkins would go to Tennessee unless it's for the paycheck, unless he just got a lot more money at Tennessee. And I don't know how many offers he had, let's be honest. Some of the greatest hands in the history of the NFL. He can, if it's in his scope, he's going to catch it, period. He doesn't drop balls. The problem the last few years, he has trouble getting separation. And look, he's been in some bad spots. Houston, Arizona, and now Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. He's never had a great throwing quarterback. Throwing quarterback. And I don't think Tannehill jumps up and fits the bill either. So I have to think he's did this for his pocketbook, his wallet, or he just didn't get a whole lot of offers. Uh, the word is Houston was the only other team that had offered him. Who's down there, correct? Davis Mills? But in any event, it's an incentive-laden contract, which always scares me because at the end of the year, if he's five catches short of a $300,000 bonus, then you get selfish, right? Hey, throw me the ball. I need five more catches for my three hundred. You're costing me money. You're taking money out of my pocket. I don't like incentive-laden contracts, even for superstars. Dalvin Cook, the running back, late of Minnesota. I don't know where he's going to end up. We're getting late in the game here. Teams report to training camp this week. Teams are reporting this week, late, late this week. Some of them. So we're getting late in the offseason. We are chugging toward the season. In fact, the um, Hall of Fame game between the Jets and Cleveland is less than two weeks away. So there's your NFL update. How about an NBA update? Do you pay attention to the summer league? I did when I was in Vegas because I went. But other than that, yes, Victor Wembayama intrigued me this year, but he only played two games. He played one well, played the second one poorly, played the second one very well, and then they shut him down. I guess it's fear of injury. You don't want too much on his plate. It, it is just the summer league. Uh, Brandon Miller got shut down as well. Second pick in the draft by the uh, Houston Rockets, I think. He got shut down after a, a game or two. Uh, most of these guys are not going to make rosters, but most of them, that's the goal. We're trying to make a roster. We're trying to get a a, a, a 10-day uh, up-and-down contract. Just trying to hang on in the league. Tonight's summer league final, Cleveland and Houston. Are you excited? I think it's on ESPN. Summer Vegas Summer League championship game. Cleveland Cavaliers and the Houston Rockets. Ah, yikes. All right, SEC Media Day start today. Mark Stoops will uh, take the podium Wednesday at 3.30. I know Nick Roush from uh, Kentucky Roll Call is down in Nashville for uh, the uh, SEC Media Days. Greg Sankey, Commissioner of the League, will talk today. In fact, he just took the podium. Brian Kelly from LSU today. Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M and Eli Drinkwitz of Missouri will go today. Tuesday, it'll be Clark Lee of Vanderbilt, Kirby Smart of Georgia, Hugh Freeze of Auburn, and Mississippi State's Zach Arnett. 
And then uh, Wednesday, uh, Nick Saban from Alabama, Sam Pittman of Arkansas, Florida's Billy Napier, and Mark Stoops from Kentucky. Thursday, Lane Kiffin, Shane Beamer, and Josh Heupel will finish out SEC Media Days. Uh, you can uh, listen to KRC in the morning from uh, 7 to 9 or the replay from 9 to 11 and hear all the reports from Nick Roush down in Nashville, down in Music City for SEC Media Days. I think he's going to show up, but if Nick gets uh, gets caught up in that Nashville nightlife, maybe karaoke in one of the bars on uh, on Music Row down there, don't do it, Nick. Don't do it, man. You got a job to do. You got a job to do. You got to take it seriously. All right, the Reds. Not now, Reds. Why now? They've lost five of six, all to the Brewers. They were swept at home this weekend. Um, one to nothing, three to nothing, four to three. They didn't score in 27 innings spaced over the All-Star break. 27 innings without a run. That's hard to do. Uh, they had a 3-2 lead in the eighth yesterday. Blew it. They're not hitting a lick. Milwaukee is a better team than Cincinnati. They're certainly a more experienced team than the Reds. These next two series at home, these are huge. Because the Reds are not only trying to hang in the race in the Central Division, where they are now two games behind Milwaukee, they are playing two teams coming up at home that are in the wild card hunt with them. San Francisco, and then Arizona. They got to quickly get some wins here, or it's going to be running out the string for another couple of months. You got to win some games against San Francisco and Arizona because not only do you need to win them to stay in the hunt in the division, these are teams you're fighting for the wild card spots with. Arizona has struggled out of the gate, they got swept in Toronto. San Francisco, on the other hand, has won three in a row. They swept Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. In fact, six teams came out of the All-Star break and swept their opponents. San Francisco and Toronto and Milwaukee. Texas swept Cleveland. Texas is for real, folks. I'm telling you. Baltimore swept Miami. And Minnesota, as everybody does, swept Oakland. The Reds, they called up CES today, another one of the uh, bats that's heading heading north, Strand, Encarnacion Strand. He will be uh, on the roster tonight. I'm going to assume he'll be in the lineup at some spot tonight as the Reds host the San Francisco Giants, Lance Webb for the Giants, and uh, Williamson for Cincinnati tonight. That is a uh, 7-10 start on Valley Sports Ohio. I need my Reds, and I'm going to call them my Reds because my Cubs are terrible. I need my Reds to turn things around and win some games here. All right, let's take a break. We come back. I will reveal the dramas, TV dramas, that got the most votes last week for best of all time. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.
back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. Eminem Cartage hotline is open. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. You can send your text to the Thorns text line. I may not get it. Maybe I'll read it tomorrow. 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text machine. I mentioned that the uh, Hard Knocks with the New York Jets will begin August 8th on HBO and the Max streaming service. Just saw this. Tickets to the Jets' first four training camp practices sold out in three minutes. I didn't know that was a thing. Training camp. I thought you just showed up with your kid Hey, let's stand over here against the fence and watch the guys do whatever they do at training camp. Watch them do some running through some tires and knocking some blocking dummies around. Maybe see the quarterbacks throw a few balls. Aaron Rodgers is a draw, man. He is a draw. Four training camp practices sold out in three minutes. Now, I don't know how many tickets you have for training camp practices, and frankly, I don't care. That's impressive. I don't care if it's 100. That's impressive. Um, But I look forward to August 8th. I will be right in front. As soon as it appears on my Max app, my Max, Max, HBO Max, whatever they call it now, app, I'm watching. Very excited. All right. Tom Cruise movies. And I'm not going to tell you which two movies have taken a huge early lead, but two Tom Cruise movies are running away from the rest. I sent the poll out this morning to media members, friends, wives of friends, um, and just said, hey, favorite Tom, give me your top three Tom Cruise movies ever made. And I got, this is the most first day response I've gotten for any of these categories so far. And two of the movies have been blowing out the rest of them. I'm not going to tell you what they are because I don't want to influence your vote. Gary, I'll tell you after the show. You want me? I want to hear my I vote. Sure. Let's let's get your vote. Give me your top three Tom Cruise. Top movies. three. Yeah. You I can l- just give me one if you want. But. I liked Risky Business. Okay. I liked War of the Worlds. All right. And uh, I liked him. What was that movie he was in? Um, that was a takeoff on war movies. Can't remember the title. Tropic right now. Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Those are my three. Where he right played there. Les Grossman in a fat suit. Oh, it, it, it was great. Hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Tom Cruise. All right. That's it. All right. Your votes have been counted. But there are two movies, like I said, that are running away and hiding. All right. Last week's category, fav- favorite TV drama. I got 44 different dramas that were voted for. By far, the most sitcoms didn't get nearly that many. Game shows didn't get nearly that many. 44 different shows. So it was close, to say the least. The Wire and Law & Order SVU tied for first. I've never seen one episode of either show. But I do want to watch The Wire because I've had people tell me I was at a uh, dinner Friday night for a friend's birthday uh, and somebody else at the dinner, I was telling them about the the voting and he was like, you haven't seen The Wire? What's wrong with you, basically? Wanted to put me in an institution or something. And I said, no, I mean, you know, I just never got around to it. And I love HBO shows, you know, Sopranos, 
Uh, right now, I'm, I'm under the righteous gemstones, which I think is hilarious. Uh, but he's like, you got to watch The Wire, man. Unbelievable. So someday, you know, when I have time, I will watch The Wire. So those two tied for first. Just behind them, 30-something, that was the ladies' vote. Literally four friends, four wives of my friends voted for 30-something. And my wife might have voted for it. I, I know we used to watch it, and I watched it. You know why I watched it, Gary? Why? Because my wife said, will you watch this with me? Sure. <laughs> I, you, that's funny you bring that up. I hadn't thought of 30-something in a long time. Yeah, yeah. It is, it's something that I don't know how it comes to the brain that you remember that show. Uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, another woman show here, Grey's Anatomy. Now, I've never seen it, so that's, that's kind of unfair. But my daughter loves it. My youngest daughter loves it. My wife has seen a bunch of them. And that show's been on for years, hasn't it? Grey's Anatomy. Yes, it has. Uh, next on the list, now we're getting down low. Three votes apiece here. You ready? This is Us, which I never saw, but my wife loved it. Criminal Minds. Again, my youngest daughter has seen every episode of Criminal Mind. My wife loved that show, the too. The Joe Mantegna years mm -hmm. and the Mandy Patinkin years. She's seen them all. Uh, Sopranos. I give that a thumbs up. NYPD Blue. Well, that's going back. You remember that show? Oh, yeah. Dennis, Dennis Franz, I think. I remember when it, when it first came on that uh, Channel 11 was the ABC affiliate by then. Uh, they didn't air it. Oh, yeah, the because couple, uh, right. was, Channel 58 picked it up of all what stations. What was it? A uh, little, little language plus maybe a little nudity. back nudity, rear yeah. end nudity. Uh, NYPD Blue also getting votes. L.A. Law. Oh, that was a good one, too. Game of Thrones, which I'm, I'm not a sci-fi uh, fantasy dude, so I'm not watching any of that. And uh, finally, with three votes, also Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck. Wonder if it's a new version or the old version. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. It was like when we had the the uh, game shows and people were voting for Family Feud. I didn't know if it was Richard Dawson or Steve Harvey. Uh, but nobody seems to care enough to, on these polls to make a distinction. Uh, two votes apiece. West Wing. Never saw it. I've heard great things. The Americans with Carrie Russell, little spy drama. Never saw that one either. Castle? How about Castle? Oh, my wife liked that one. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Starsky and Hutch. Oh, yeah. David Soul and Paul Michael Glazer. And the Huggy Bear. I can't remember that. <laughs> Antonio Fargus was Huggy Bear. That's right. Why do I know? That? I think I must have watched that show. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I liked it. And the, and the, and the Grand Torino. <laughs> Great car. Yeah. Friday Night Lights with uh, Kyle Chandler as the coach. Uh, Stranger Things, which my wife is in the middle of right now. Never on saw Netflix. It. Oz, another HBO show about uh, prison life. Oh, man. That's a rough show. I was told it's rough. Uh, two people voted for Jack Ryan, which is on Amazon Prime. It is, uh, of course, Alec Baldwin played Jack Ryan, and so did uh, Harrison Ford in the Tom Clancy movies, Clear and Present Danger, um, the one with the submarine. I can't think of the name of it. 
Oh, goodness. Uh, Red. Hunt for Red October. Uh, But then there's a series on Amazon with John Kaczynski from The Office who plays Jack Ryan. Okay. All right. Now, one vote vote each. Some of these I have no tolerance for. I got to be honest. Some of them I don't even think are dramas. I don't know if people are doing this as jokes sometimes. But here we go. One vote apiece. Ozark. Uh, Netflix show, which I thought was great. I hear it's good. Band of Brothers, the Tom Hanks produced uh, series about uh, the war, uh, about how guys are uh, together during war. Yellowstone, which I've never seen one series of, the Kevin Costner current television show. Boston Legal, that's going back a little. How about this one? Matlock. (laughs) Andy Griffith. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rockford Files, Jim Garner. Oh, that great show. Should have been on your list, right? Classic from the 70s, yeah. Better Call Saul, that's the prequel to Breaking Bad. Oh, that's a good one, too. Mad Men with John Hamm. I never saw Me that. Me neither. Me neither. I probably should have. Uh, Boardwalk Empire, another HBO uh, gangster show. A gangster show. I should have seen it, but I haven't. Um... Lady show here, Judging Amy. No? No. No. Alias. I think Jennifer Garner was in Alias, which should put it at the top of my list for obvious reasons. Moonlighting. Oh, that was a good, yeah, Sybil Shepard. But was it a drama? Bruce Willis. I guess it was a dramedy, maybe? Yeah, it, it, it had its moments. Dennis Weaver in McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> and the cowboy and, hat. And a friend of mine used to say that the Rolling Stones did the theme song. Hey, hey, you, you get off a muck clown. Muck clown, yeah. <laughs> uh, CSI Vegas. I guess the original CSI didn't get enough love. CSI Vegas. The Mentalist. Now, that was a good show. I used to watch that. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I would have to have it explained to me. Seal Team 6. I don't think that one lasted very long. It was recent. But uh, I don't think it lasted very long. ER got one vote. That's a good one. Shouldn't ER have gotten more votes? Yes. Wouldn't you think? That's still on if you have cable TV. It's on Pop TV every day. Pop TV, right after Sanford and Son or Barney Miller or something. (laughs) All those classics. Peaky Blinders. Don't remember that one. That is, uh, I think it's a Netflix show where you have to have the subtitles on because the accents they have are so crazy that you can't understand what they're saying. I have to have the subtitles on anyway because I can't hear. <laughs> Hill Street Blues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cop show. The Lone Ranger. I think that's the farthest we went back here. Boy, that is going Jay back. Jay Silverheels, and uh, I don't know who played the Lone Ranger, to be honest with you. Uh, MASH, which I thought Clayton was— Moore. Clayton Moore. Clayton yeah. Moore. MASH was in my comedies. In fact, MASH finished tied for second in sitcoms, but got one vote in dramas. Well, oh. there were a few episodes. Yeah, there that, were. Yeah. Twin Peaks. Never saw it. Saw every episode. One of the most bizarre shows you'll ever watch. Was it weird just to be weird? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes. David Lynch uh, was the director, and it was so odd that I could not watch. Supernatural, that's one that my wife loves. I'm um, sure she's probably the lone voter for that one. Oh, my wife loved that one, too. And finally, Vikings. Don't remember it. Yeah. It's a, uh, and well, it was popular, but I, I, Scooter said he loved it. 
And you and I, I would never have heard of it except my wife watched it. <sighs> so there you go. 44 different shows got votes, which is crazy. A lot of people watching TV. So this week's category, I switched it up. Tom Cruise movies. I guess for the rest of the summer, I'm just going to pick a star and uh, do your favorite movies. Maybe uh, Meryl Streep. Maybe uh, Tom Hanks. Harrison Ford. De Niro. Well, you know, we'll just do something every week. We'll play it by ear. But again, if you want to vote, uh, Eminem Cardi Hotline, 502-414-1450. I will figure out a way to... Get that password and uh, and uh, <laughs> be able to look at the text line again, hopefully by tomorrow's show. But you can vote, 414-1450. I need your top three Tom Cruise movies of all time. Uh, all right, so baseball starts back up with a frenzy this week. I'll be watching the Reds and Giants tonight. Go Reds! I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Six to six.